1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Tuesday, January 4th. The federal fraud trial of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes finally has a verdict guilty on four of 11 charges not guilty on four others earlier in the day yesterday the jury notified the judge it was deadlocked and unable to reach a verdict on three others in total 11 charges four guilty convictions It was a fitting end to this high-profile saga, which has played out for the better part of half a year here in the Bay Area down in San Jose. So what does it mean for the one-time Silicon Valley marvel? And what are the implications for Silicon Valley moving forward? Here at KCBS, we've been fortunate enough to have Stephen Clark, former Santa Clara County District Attorney and legal analyst based out of San Jose, covering the Holmes trial for us. I spoke with him yesterday, moments after the verdicts came down. So let me ask you then about the, the four guilties. What do we know about these specific charges, that, where they found guilty, and, and what is she looking at in the penalty phase?
0: What came out in the jury verdicts is that the things that the jury could grasp onto, they convicted her on, as opposed to just people saying that she was um, puffery about Theranos. So what the jury did in the four counts of conviction is they said, we'd We did not like that she utilized the military Mm. as a way to promote Theranos, saying that Theranos was in the medevac helicopters. Uh, That was a false statement, and it was unethical, and it was incorrect, and they convicted on that. They also convicted on uh, the count involving her use of the Pfizer logo to promote Theranos, so— It was things that the jury could hold on to and say that's unethical and it's also illegal. Um, The other counts, they felt there was just too many variations of what she meant when she was saying these statements. And I think the jury just threw up their hands and said, that's not enough for fraud. But the utilization of the military, I think, was the key factor for a lot of investors to say. If she's got the military on board, I'm on board, and that turned out to be false, and it was something she couldn't fix on the stand. Uh, Miss Holmes, I think, uh, had had she not taken the stand, I think she could have been convicted of everything. Wow, interesting. But certainly, her testimony and her life story, I think, was important for this jury in giving her that benefit of
1: the doubt. She was the first to take the stand in her own defense, and I don't have to tell you that's. That's not very common, or or is it? Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but not that I've seen it's very common. And you think that that might have, it sounds like it probably did work out for her benefit.
0: Oh, I think her testimony was critical to her case because she testified that she did not intend to commit fraud. It was her intent that was at issue and she needed to connect with that jury. And she has the power of persuasion. I mean, she is able to get billionaires to invest in Theranos with very little vetting. And I think that was very important to her getting on the stand, trying to connect with the jurors, and I think they gave her the benefit of the doubt where they could. But the problem for Ms. Holmes is she could not explain away the military connection to Theranos. She could not explain the Pfizer connection to Theranos. She could not explain why third-party machines were being used and purported to be Theranos machines. I mean, That was just blatant, unethical, and fraudulent behavior. And the jury just couldn't give her the benefit on the doubt on that. Even though she admitted she made a mistake, they said that went too far.
1: So the, the jury clearly seemed to think that she defrauded investors. And, and you've mentioned the military component is is it sounds crucial and is, I think, fascinating in this whole thing. But they couldn't go quite as far as to to say that she had defrauded or misled patients. Is is that a, a simple understanding? Is that a correct understanding? When it came to the patient components
0: of the case, they, I think there's a built-in people understand that you can, not every test is completely 100% reliable, that no patients were seriously injured or killed, okay. that it was like any other testing equipment that people were advised, get a second opinion. So that was a very different scenario than utilizing the military to say that we are going to be in medevac helicopters in Afghanistan and other places around the world. You can't usurp that kind of uh, connection to the military for your own profit. I I don't think the jury liked that at all. And I, I think that was key for them. And that was something that investors said, you know, we... Had we known that that was false, we never would have invested these millions of dollars. Now, I will say that a lot of the investors and corporate partners did not do a very good job of vetting Theranos. I mean, they took Elizabeth Holmes at face value and never asked any hard questions, maybe because they wanted to be part of the dream. Uh, But it really backfired, and I think that's why a lot of these investors came forward and were very angry at trial, saying we were misled by her. But at the end of the day, they could have done a lot more investigation themselves and perhaps not lost all this money.
1: Really fascinating. So before I want to talk real quick about the – the next steps in this and in the penalty phase it may be a while i understand before there's a penalty phase there's there's more going on uh with this case right with with sonny balwani right
0: well that's right and and mr balwani and his team were carefully watching these verdicts um and i think they will likely not have a sentencing until after the balwani trial goes forward certainly the government um is going to be carefully considering whether to retry her on the three charges that the verdict uh, was a hung jury because they have that right. And for Mr. Balwani, uh, uh, he was now looking at the same charges as Ms. Holmes, and he may want to look at his defense a little differently Mm -hmm. now that he's had a dress rehearsal for his case. Um, Ms. Holmes was convicted of conspiracy with Mr. Balwani. The question now is if the jury comes back not guilty for Mr. Balwani on that same count, you'd have inconsistent verdicts. So I think the defense team will perhaps start, they're looking at an appeal, but at the same time want to see the outcome in the Balwani case to see if there's any inconsistencies because essentially they're charged with the same conduct.
1: It was just split. Moving beyond anything specific, what does this mean now for Silicon Valley?
0: Well, I don't see the U.S. government micromanaging Silicon Valley but they will step in if things go too far. And what they said here is that Ms. Holmes uh, didn't just fail. She committed fraud. And there's a big difference there. And yeah. so I think the, the government wants to say and to send the message not only to Miss Holmes, but others who are out there raising money um, in Silicon Valley and across the world, that you still need to follow the law. You cannot lie. You cannot deliberately misrepresent, you, you know, things or we will prosecute you. And by getting convictions here, uh, there's going to be a lot of people in Silicon Valley that are going to stand up and notice this in when they are raising money for their startups. and they're going to, you know this will be a message that lawyers and venture capitalists will be looking at when they're putting out materials to the public and raising money. So I think Ms Holmes's case is something that was clearly a harbinger of things to come if it gets too far when it comes to raising money in Silicon Valley. They will step in, they will prosecute. And this was not an easy case for the government. Ms. Holmes's team was very well prepared. And really had a response to everything. But at the end of the day, uh, the government did prevail. And I think they will be satisfied that four of the counts were guilty. And they can now send the message in a sentencing hearing that you can go to prison uh, for this, even though it's a nonviolent crime.
1: My takeaway from our conversation, Stephen, is that if it changes anything in terms of Silicon Valley or business uh, investing, you name it, at large, it's going to be be careful. What you promise to who you promise. Because if she had made some of these claims to a nebulous sort of group of faceless investors or just uh, regular VC types, and not a Henry Kissinger, a Jim Mattis, a Betsy DeVos. I mean, these are people with deep entrenched ties to the federal government, as you've mentioned a couple of times, to the military. I mean, the profile and the high profile people that she brought into the Theranos fold over the years ended up kind of being what undid her in the end.
0: Well, absolutely. And what what I think that the message is, is that we understand that people have self... The message here is self-belief is in the DNA of Silicon Valley. That's who we are. Oh, sure. But at the same time, you cannot commit fraud. And there's a big difference. And the government said, Ms. Holmes crossed the line from self-belief to committing fraud. And even though she started off very well-intentioned, Uh, when she was put on notice that things were amiss and that the technology was not working, she continued down this path, not just to raise money, but maybe to pursue her dream of changing the world. But she lost her objectivity and She lost her ethics, and that's the message here. You cannot do that and still raise money from people. So I think that's the message moving forward. Uh, She's not a Bernie Madoff type who stole money from millions of people. That's not who she is. She's someone who did believe in the dream, but when she should have known better that things were a mess. She should have come clean with the investors. She shouldn't have continued raising money and committing mis- you know fraud and misstatements. So I think that's the message here is that we're not going to micromanage, but when you go too far, we will step in. And she obviously got a lot of very wealthy people, very well-connected people to invest. And those people lost a lot of money, but it was also about the patients who could have been harmed here by her false statements.
1: Right. Stephen Clark, what great insight in just taking something, a three and a half month trial, this long protracted uh, deliberation all the way up to the verdict and really condensing it down into uh, very useful information. Stephen, I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Stephen Clark, the former Santa Clara County District Attorney and San Jose-based legal analyst. You can find much more of our coverage on our website at kcbsradio.com. Please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and just about anywhere you listen. We're also on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow.